Hey, listeners, this is Courtney. Just wanted to warn you, I updated the show intro, so you're about to hear some different music. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm your host, Courtney Novak, a 43-year-old woman just doing her damn best to survive and thrive during these crazy, epic times. Show notes are available at CourtneyHenningNovak.com, and here's the show. Happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, happy birthday, I'm 43, happy birthday to me, that's right, yes, I just sang for the podcast, I apologize, hope your animals did not go, like, into hiding beneath the couch, but I am recording this on Wednesday, January 12th, 2022, and it's my birthday, I'm 43, I think I sound a lot happier than I feel. Hell, it has been a week. Julian is, was a close contact, we found out on Saturday. And I'm not even sure how that happened because they did the COVID testing on Friday. The kid must have just gone somewhere else for testing because we didn't get the results back until yesterday. So anyway, he's a close contact, can't go to school this week. We do have in Pasadena now that they could go to school if they were double double vaccinated and had passed the two weeks. But we decided to not vaccinate our kids. We're not anti-vaxxers. They are vaxxed for everything else that they can be vaccinated for. And Nathan and I are both double, double vaccinated. But it, you know, we just decided for personal reasons that we weren't comfortable vaccinating the kids. And I don't even want to talk it out why, because people who had their reasons for vaccinating have done it, and I don't want to try to, like, convince someone they shouldn't have vaccinated their kids because what's done is done. It's just, it was, like our pediatrician says, it's a personal choice. Um, When I pushed her on it, she was more on our side of not, of being inclined to not vaccinate, but, you know, Everyone's getting different advice and everyone has different circumstances. And so for us, it just didn't, it doesn't feel right. Eventually it probably will, but we're not there. So we are at home this week. He is distance learning. 10 other kids in his class are home distance learning, which was, which is kind of your standard. What happens if a kindergarten or lower grade has a, has a positive case Can you hear all the sirens? Pasadena is having an urban moment. There have been so many sirens. Uh, I hope everyone's okay. But, um, yeah, you tend to get a lot of close contacts just from the way they sit and interact at school. And so it was actually reassuring to hear that that many kids, I felt like I was the only parent not vaccinating her kids. And it was reassuring to hear, like, no, there's 11 kids staying home. And I know, like, at least one of those is because they haven't hit the two weeks yet for the second vaccination. But I think, you know, it's just, it's, it, it, these are, these are opinionated times. And there's no right or wrong answer for how to navigate these times. And it's, it's easy to to feel judged and to do some judging so it's nice to know like we weren't alone because um being here in california everyone's very like the the 
public talk is so pro-vaccine that they make you feel like a monster if you're not vaccinating your kid, even when, you know, it's not like everyone's vaccinated. Vaccination rates, rates for adults are pretty high in Pasadena. But anyway, this I don't want this to turn into a vaccination episode, though, you know. Like, fuck me, it's January 22. We are 22 months into this, and we are. it is still... still still a huge part of our lives and wow like go us all of us like I mean this this thing is this thing is a beast I was feeling great like this time last week and now I I just feel like I've been kicked to the fucking curb maybe because we had you know two weeks of holidays with the kids being home from school and all the holiday magic and it really is more like two and a half weeks with the way the weekends and they didn't go to school that Monday. So, you know, I only got them back in school four days before I have one of them home and they're both having feelings. He's, you know, he was having feelings because he'd have, he had to get tested today and he was worried it wouldn't, you know, he's used to getting tested at school, but he was worried it'd be different and that it wouldn't, you know, that it'd be uncomfortable and, it's just, you know, and then she's having feelings because she imagines that we're having this magical time at home. And, and you know, yesterday we, we went um, to a nature area with a, like a stream that's not usually there, but because there was enough rain, there was water and we were walking around barefoot and it was really cool. And, you know, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Papa, if you become a close contact, you'll get this week with me. But, it, you know, and she also had and I was trying to remind her gently, like, this was what we call last year. Like, she didn't go to school. Mondays was one hour on the computer, and we went on a field trip every Monday. And her brother was the one who was excruciatingly jealous. So it's just, you can never make both kids happy. And maybe the answer is that you should have, like, ten kids. Because then you just stop, do you stop feeling guilty? Like, because it's, you know, they, they're each getting so little of your attention that it's like, you know, they should be grateful if you, like, you know, got them a new toothbrush. I don't know. So, all right. So I'm 43. Julian's home is a close contact. We're midway through the week. I'm recording this at my old desk. Um, I made, I got myself a new desk last week. I was so proud. I set it up by myself. It's beautiful. Um, I have my podcast mic, like, on a little shelf on it, and I was... Like, yeah, I'm going to do my next podcast episode. Just kidding. I am recording this episode at my old desk because it's in a room and I can close the door. Uh, that My new desk is in um, our living room because the room where my desk is is the guest room, which is becoming Pippa's room. So I'm in the process of doing that. And yeah, she's having feelings also because I was supposed to paint this room for her bedroom. It's in like this like yellowish beige. It's kind of depressing. So I told her we'd paint it. She wanted to paint it white. And I was planning to paint it this week, but until I had Julian home. And I've never painted a room before. And I, I and I am prepared. I've watched YouTube videos. I'm ready to tackle this project. Not with my six-year-old home. Because, oh my God, can you imagine the number of interruptions? And you're supposed to, like, the one thing I've learned is you're supposed to kind of do it section by section and do it quickly so that the paint doesn't dry because then it gets all streaky. So... I'm like, the last thing I need, the first time I ever do this, is a six-year-old who's having all the feelings. Um, yeah, I'm drained. There were so many feelings. Mondays are a short day at school, and Pippa went to the nurse towards the end of the day because she had a headache and a stomach ache, and I know it was feelings. Because as soon as I said, oh, so you don't want ice cream, she was like, ice cream, and she completely switched it around. 
and uh, you know it's just it has just been a real shit show so not really enjoying the pandemic these days never have but it's like you get used to it and then it kicks you on your ass again I was thinking so anyway my birthday for a while when I was getting all like into new year's resolution mode oh wait before I forget uh, this episode is unofficially sponsored by YouTube because I am letting Julian watch YouTube. He said, uh, we went out to lunch with my husband because it's my birthday. God damn it. I was getting lunch and he, yeah, I'm really abiding by like, he's a close contact. He has no symptoms. He tested negative. I'm like, we have to fucking go on with our lives. People, <laughs> you know, like an Omicron is supposed to be very mild. It's like, for God's sakes. Uh, kids come used to come to school staggering in, clearly like on the verge of a major flu meltdown, and their parents would send them in, just like, you know, pretending like everything's going to be okay. I, you know, I had a friend who got puked on in kindergarten by another kid who was sick, and now it, it's just such an extreme. It's like, guys, like we, we do have to move on with our lives eventually. Oh, but this is not a COVID episode. All right, so. Uh, last week I was talking about my 22 projects in 2020 to keep my momentum strong. And so at the end of December, when I had that whole energy of like thinking about the year ahead and what am I going to do, I had this idea like, oh, and I'm going to turn 43 and I should do something along the theme of 43 separate from my 22 projects. And I um, had like okay, I'll try 43 new recipes, or I'll go on 43 different hikes, or I'll do, you know, I had all these different ideas, and I settled on 43 craft projects in 2022, and didn't write about it, or put, you know, post on my blog about it, and then um, it was several days ago that I came to my senses, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I've got the 22 projects that I'm excited about, even though I know I won't complete them all, I want to give it my best shot. I um, I sent my first novel to an editor. Uh, she got the manuscript on, on Sunday. I hired her last week. And I will be doing work on that. You know, she'll flip it back to me in about six weeks. So, you know, and I have all these other writing projects that I want to do. And, you know, always too many ideas, not enough time. So why would I take on 43 art projects? Like, it would be great to do some, like, fun crafting. But I don't need to keep track of it. I don't need to turn it. Like... I love projects, but then when there's too many, then it makes me insane. So I decided to ease off that. I was, though, having fun creating bucket lists, like a baking bucket list and a crafting bucket list, just things I want to do eventually. And um, so, and then that put me in the mind of I should have a 50 before I'm 50 bucket list. And gives me seven years to work on it. And... It gives me plenty of time to even think about what those 50 will be. I think dyeing my hair a color like pink or blue should be on the list. I'm a little nervous about putting on the list, so I think that's, you know, I could at least do a streak. I don't know. It's something I've kind of always wanted to do, but kind of not wanted to do. So uh -huh. it's like I'm going to be thinking about these things. I can tell you not putting shit like skydiving on the 50 before 50. Don't have any interest there. Nathan can go do that with Pippa one day if they want to. So I'm, uh... I'm going to think over the 50 before 50. Uh, that, I think, would be fun. A longer-term, bigger project. It might have... I could see it having, like, a couple of beauty things, like the coloring your hair and a few um, travel things. And um, though it's hard to plan travel right now with COVID. Uh, I'm going to think about it. Gonna get, I'll get back to you on that. 
Anyway, so last week I was talking about the 22 projects in 2022, and that was, those were like my fun stuff that I want to use to keep my momentum strong. And I want, the other thing I came up with was I wanted to, so that was really my theme for 21 was building my momentum. But I was like, okay, I want to keep my momentum going, but I, what other self-work do I want to do? And a lot of people I've, you know, will talk about picking a word for the year. And um, for a while I thought, and I like the idea of a word for the year. So last year was momentum. And for a while I was thinking my word of the year would be obsessed because it was really, all I did was I sent a text to a friend and she was saying, Hey, what was that book you were talking about? And I texted back like, it was this book I'm obsessed. And then that's my default setting obsessed or not obsessed. And, um, you know, I was like kind of laughing at myself, but also like, you know, that is kind of how I am. I just, I get obsessed with things like very, very interested and I follow it through, but I shy away from the word obsessed because I had um, a lot of OCD when I had postpartum depression. And so to me, like the word obsessed goes into like dangerous mental health territory. And I was thinking, oh, I want to reclaim the word obsessed and, you know, be allowed to use that word in a healthy, fun way, acknowledging like, this is the way I tick and I might as well like, um, you know, use it as like a superpower. But, um, then the other word though, you may have just heard me use it, reclaim the word obsessed. The word reclaim kept bubbling up for like the past, like several months and in different contexts. So like I would be doing hot yoga and I would keep thinking, I really want to reclaim my body, like feel connected. Like there's something about me and hot yoga that feels like I'm doing this work to like, um, just get my body back to like, like, and it's not just like, like being connected to it. It's something I'm gonna have to talk about more, like not this episode, but, and then in other contexts, I would think about, um, I want to reclaim the house. Like I kept thinking about decluttering and cleaning and organizing and uh, decorating and like painting this room for Pippa and the word reclaim. So I was like, you know, it's, it's sort of a boring word. There's nothing sexy about the word reclaim, but that is my word of the year, reclaim. And I am, I'm thinking of that word in terms of operation, reclaim my life. And then I was like, okay, well, what, what does that mean? I've got this word. I keep thinking about it, but how am I going to put it into practice? And uh, I listed out a bunch of areas that I wanted to reclaim. And it sort of, they fell neatly into four categories. So I decided to focus on one thing for three months at a time. And the other ideas will be sort of churning in the back background, but I'll just go, but it's easier to focus, say like, well, this is my focus. So, okay. So the four are reclaim the house, reclaim my body, reclaim my inner child, and reclaim my stories. So right now it's the first quarter of the year and it is January through March is reclaim the house, which is perfect because this is a great time of year for that energy of decluttering and fresh beginnings and, um, and that's really what felt most urgent. And it feels like, you know, why decluttering and cleaning up, it's like creating space to, um, to do the other work also like, and not just physically having the space, but mentally, uh, partly from just, if there's less clutter, 
then it's just easier to run the house. And then that frees up energy and time for other work. And also, there's just something for me when I'm cleaning and decluttering. I feel it easing up my mind. So I've been enjoying it a lot. So I was, I started work on this room for Pippa this last week. And it was frustrating when I found out Jillian would be home. And it was like, no, shit, this was my week for painting the room. And um, it's just frustrating when you know what you want to be doing. And you just can't because, you know, that's life. Life just, you know, throws flaming shit balls at you sometimes. So I have, I'm doing little bits. Like I have been prepping this room. I, I, I got putty and filled up all the holes and I've cleared off the walls and we're, we're making progress towards it. And um, Nathan doesn't know, but we are moving the piano out of this room this weekend. <laughs> Yay! He's going to be so excited. <laughs> um, and so I've had to shift gears this week and uh, I've done more cleaning in the kitchen because I can you know, leave Julian set up with his Chromebook at the kitchen table while I do things and he can kind of come in and interrupt and it's not as big a deal. Like there's a drawer in the kitchen that I was cleaning before we went to lunch and all of the shit is on the counter and it'll be easy to pop it back in. But I was like, I, he's going to do YouTube and I am going to do a podcast. I feel so much better. I've been doing this for, I'm about to hit the 17th minute and I already feel better. This is a type of therapy for me. So thank you for listening. It's uh, so cathartic to be able to just like vent and rant and put thoughts out there. And where was I? Yeah, so I've been working on the kitchen. Our toaster oven is so clean. I did not realize how dirty it was until I started to deep clean it. And wow. So I'll do more episodes, I'm sure, on Operation Reclaim the House as I make progress and um, update you on my decluttering, deep cleaning, and decorating efforts. I'm really excited to turn this guest room into Pippa's room and to kind of contain her world in here because she's just kind of sprawled across the house. And then Julian's going to have the room they've been sharing and we can put his toys in there and I will have to train the kids. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I just... You know, I know that kids will be kids and that they're going to turn the living room couch into a fort and that sort of stuff is inevitable, but it's just everything is just everywhere and partly the pandemic and all that sheltering at home shit, remember that, aggravated it. So it's just the work of reclaiming the house. It definitely feels like reclaim the house is a big piece of reclaim my life from the pandemic because it feels like the pandemic like kind of crushed us and I know some people went into deep cleaning and decluttering, but it just just wasn't how I rolled during the pandemic. We all did our best to survive and, you know, occasionally thrive. So now that's, that's what I'm doing. All right, April, May, June, I will shift gears to reclaim my body, which I touched on with my hot yoga talk. And um, I'll have more episodes, but it was, I mean, I'm quitting dieting. I actually, I canceled my Noom prescription because Noom is like, Hey girl, you sick of diets? We're not really a diet, except they are, because they want you to eat like 1,200 calories a day. I'm reading this book called Anti-Diet by, I think it's Christy Harrison. And so I'm in Operation Phase 1, Reclaiming the House. But like I said, I already have, my mind is already working towards the other projects. So I'm already listening to Anti-Diet, and, and I quit Noom, and I'm like, 
I need to heal from diet culture. I need to just move, like not exercise, just move in ways that feel good and fun and that I want to do. I want to get like much more, like I've, I've built a relationship over the past, oh my gosh, like eight, nine years with my intuition, but I want to connect that more to my body. Like I feel like I've got the mind spirit connection going, but my body, I feel like I'm almost disassociated from. And I want to reclaim it from culture and marketing and, you know, people who want to tell you this is the way a woman's body should look. And I think it's like a very, you know, it'll be spiritual, mental, emotional, feminist, um, just all sorts of things. And I'll do hot yoga and I'll read up on it. And I've picked out a couple of course, I have my eye on a couple of like body positive courses or um, intuitive eating courses and a lot of good healing work to do there. Then it's reclaim my inner child. I mean, I do my best to, um, no, I, I've got work to do with reclaim my inner child. I've done some work on it, but I think I can do more. Um, and that will be, was that July, August, September, which is perfect timing, you know, cause that's basically summer. And that's like the perfect time to like, let your inner child go free. And that, so that'll be a lot of like, trying to remember who I was as a kid and what I was really passionate about because I think we come into this world really pretty much who we are and then society comes and life comes and it just dumps its shit all over us and we, we like our distant grow like the distance grows between our like true selves and like the self we're living and so I want to like bridge that gap and get back to thinking like who was I as a kid like what made me tick what made me really excited pursue some of those passions and or just like write about some of the passions that I don't necessarily want to pursue like for example I was really interested in miniature zoos and like really wanted a miniature zoo and was going to have like a lizard and all sorts of animals and I had this book that I would get from the library all the time I don't need a miniature zoo I don't need to pursue that we actually do have a miniature zoo here going between the aquarium and the hamster but I don't need to pursue that any further, but maybe I'd write about it. Like, oh yeah, I remember how that was. And, you know, maybe write a story, short story just for me about it. So I do anticipate doing a lot of journaling where I do like conversations with my inner child and um, just reading up on it again and, you know, doing whatever feels playful. And I think a lot of outside time is necessary. You know, children know how to get outside. Children are happy outside. So I want to go um, tap into that. And so that will end and it will be October, November, December, reclaim my stories. And when I think about stories, I'm thinking not just about like me being the hero of my own adventure, but also my words, my beliefs, um, my scripts, like, you know, just like scripts being like just the way you react to situations um, and the way you feel in situations. I want to, reclaiming my stories will involve reclaiming my feelings, reclaiming just my sense of self. And that feels like the perfect way to end the year, even though it feels like, okay, reclaiming my stories, that's like what I should do first. It's like, no, all this other work in the first nine months will lead up to that. And and there's times where I'm like, I think about this project, I'm like, wow, it's just gonna be so much amazing like work. And other times I think about it, I'm like, this is like a five-year project and I'll just have to rotate it, <laughs> keep rotating through it every year and cycle through it. And every time I'll get to like another, another level, who knows? So we'll see how it goes. So that's my operation, Reclaim My Life in Four Quarters in 2022. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I actually got 23 in uninterrupted minutes. You never know what you're going to get. 
Like, he could go on YouTube and not want to talk to me for three hours, and I have to, like, drag him away to go pick up his sister at school. Or he could go on YouTube, and, like, in five minutes, he comes and wants me to know that his, um, that, like, there's a mosquito bite on him that's itchy, and no matter how many times I tell him it's not mosquito season, he wants to talk about, like, the lament of, why do the mosquitoes like me best? So... I love you, Julian, if you're listening to this in the future. It's just, there's a whole lot of us time together. And he's, it's just, it's really cute, also pathetic. Like, I think it was Monday night or Tuesday night. I cannot even keep track. But, no, 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 yeah, it was Monday. He had me for, you know, all to himself for like five hours while Hippo's at school. And then it's like the end of the day, and I'm spending some one-on-one time finally with Hippo. And he was like trying to interrupt and trying to like he wanted one-on-one time and I was like dude you had me for like five hours with no one here stop interrupting us I'm just trying to talk to your sister for 10 minutes and and then he was hysterical like sobbing and he wouldn't let Nathan comfort him and you know I finally called him back and I'm like on the couch with one with both children and the hamsters out probably crawling on me and Julian's sobbing, and Pippa's like, go away, and like, but also like trying to comfort him, and like, it's okay, here's the hamster, and Nathan just keeps looking at us, like, wide-eyed, because he just, like, he knows there's nothing he can do to help, like, when these emotional um, meltdowns happen, I'm definitely, like, the emotional keeper of the family, like, they come to me, see, and I was telling him, like, jokingly, but also seriously, like, everyone comes, and like, throws their emotional garbage at mommy and then mommy's like covered in it and it's all slimy and gross and who's gonna help mommy now and that really is how it feels a lot like man there are so many feelings and I just feel like when I was a kid just like you know maybe it was catholic school I don't know it just it felt like like you weren't supposed feelings did not get the attention they get today so, yeah, it's great that we're giving attention to feelings, but I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I'm just making this up as I go, and it's exhausting. It's like I'm trying to take care of my feelings, and then I'm trying to take care of my kids' feelings, and I should do a whole other, I mean, not even an episode, like a series about, about this. I mean, I was thinking the other day how, um, like, it would have been so nice to parent before all the concern about children's feelings, because you see all this stuff on, like, TikTok and social media and um, just in reading, you know, I, I'm trying to like keep away from, from all the parenting philosophies. All it would have been nice to parent before parenting philosophies, before people were like super intense about the right way to to parent, instead of just like, and you know, having to acknowledge every feeling. Like I see you, I see that you're upset that the sock doesn't fit right. Like, and it's like sometimes it's like just put on your fucking socks. Like, come on, can we like, like can we acknowledge? A certain level of feelings but also acknowledge that at some point like we have to live our lives and if I have to be interrupted with fake crises like every two minutes they're just they're, they do have to like toughen up with some things like there's certain big things where you don't want to say like just you know suck it up stop crying but there's other things where it's like you know don't flip out over a mosquito bite like I'm sorry that you you are upset that it's slightly itchy, but I've got this itch stick that doesn't hurt. Just let me put it on you, and it's over. Like, we don't need to have this, like, take up, like, the whole day. <sighs> okay. I hope you are well. 
I hope your children are at school. I hope you do not have COVID. Even though it's a pretty, it sounds like it's a mild variant, so uh, version, I don't know. And I know I was pronouncing it in last week's episode. I used to be saying, I, I put in an extra N, Omicron or Omicron, I don't know. And now I know it doesn't have that extra N. I also know that however I pronounce it, like I can hear two ways in my head, whichever one I choose, I'm going to choose wrong. So it's just COVID. You know, I can pronounce COVID. It's the current COVID. <sighs> We're all just exhausted and hanging on. And um, something about January where we it just like kicks you in the ass, like after all the holidays. And you're like, yay, da-da-da. And then it's like, oh, shit. Back to this. All right, here we go again. All right. Oh, I guess I have to go record a new intro. So if you get this episode with my old that I'm 42 intro, it means I completely forgot I needed to record a new intro. If you get this episode with my new intro, wow, go fucking me. I am a hero for remembering to do that. All right. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Show notes are available at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. Now get out there and have some adventures of your own.